And welcome to the Glacially Musical Podcast, Beer, Metal, and Swearing. It is Nick Cameron of Glacially Musical, joined by er, joined by Quake 3 Arena Chakas. Watch out, he'll frag you. Again, I have nothing. Just I have nothing to contribute. These introductions are something. Hello out there in television land, on podcast land. What are you drinking, Nick? Could you hear that? I mean, was that was that audible? Yeah, it was audible. Mm-hmm. I had I got to use my magnetic uh, crescent wrench or crescent spanner shaped magnetic bottle opener. Envy me peasants in my magnetic bottle opener. I thought it was a penis. <laughs> I'm truly a member of the bourgeoisie, uh, so don't cancel me. Uh, I am drinking a Mother's Little Helper IPA, a Midwest Coast India Pale Ale. Mm. by Mother's Brewing. It's got a 7% ABV. And this week's backup is a Hop Rising Double IPA, which is 10%. That's pretty cool. Um, Pale ales are my joint. So after you browbeat me and beer shamed me last week on the pod, because I'm trying to finish, I'm not trying not to be an alcoholic living alone in San Francisco. But I'm just trying, to, <laughs> trying to just drink sparingly unless I'm out drinking with people because that's normal behavior. Um, but I did pick up some beers. I had a party with Ted last weekend. So I ended up at a supermarket that had a wider array of beers than the beers I usually see. And so Safeway came through and uh, I got brought some beer for the party. I got some beer for my friends giving this weekend and I got some extra beers for the captain. And so Safeway. what I'm going to the safe way and what i'm drinking tonight i will open it for the effect magnolia brewing company's dubs golden lager in honor of the golden state warriors i'm not a huge hoops fan because my team is horrendous the knicks but we're gonna try this drink i've never had this beer before that can is the size of my forearm it is a huge uh it's a huge can it's one pint and uh and it's, I got a couple of other pints it's, it's, in the fridge. It's bigger, it's bigger in effect than, than it is in reality. Mm-hmm. And I like it. It's good. So I got to tell you, I have been really thinking about what our mutual friend Justin said on Twitter about the Glacial Musical podcast. Because he took yes. the stupid mispronunciation that I came up with, trying to rip off Kevin Smith without anybody knowing it, because he has the Smodcast. And I mispronounce everything in my life. That's just what I do. Welcome to my life. It's on purpose to make fun of the Eastern Coastal people that say things like, I can't even do their thing. But so that's my joke. But then he he turned it into something great. So I'm probably going to change the title of this, uh, the spelling. But anyway. I, uh, in, we're going to talk offline about some opportunities to collab some more. But uh, for my new show coming out, on Fridays, I have now started recording, re- referring to the podcast as the poured cast with the hand yeah. pouring motion. That's that's so what that's Justin in honor did. of Justin. Okay. And in honor I guess, of what, well, then I guess I have to just, change. The, I, guess I mean, you don't have you don't. It's your podcast. You can make it be whatever you want it to be. I just decided I thought it was clever and no. made a good visual on camera because I'm not really appealing. So I have to do appealing things. What's disappointing is that this clever name. And this clever tie-in was right there, and I just missed it. I don't think we meant to drink beers on the pod, though. We just started doing that like we would be hanging out if we were in person drinking a beer. And I think just you had a beer one day, and I was like, well, I'll go get a beer. Damn it. I've had a long day. Or I think I also showed up wrecked to one of these in the Metallica series, and just because I know Metallica inside and out, I was able to handle it. But I, I showed up like heavily drunk one night after work. There have been a couple of these where I had yeah. three or four where I shouldn't have. So You were schlitzed. One of these, uh, the King's X ones, you were like, I got nothing tonight. I've had four already, and I'm having two more now. I was like, gee. Sorry. But it's cool. I, my apologies. Not, my... You know what? We're probably funnier drunk. So whatever. <laughs> well, I can tell when I'm drunk, and it's not because I slur, but because my the the timbre of my, of my speech changes. Because, of course, yes, I listen to every podcast I put up because I oh, right. uh, probably because I'm narcissistic and I want to get my numbers up. But really, because I want to know if there's anything I can do to improve, which yeah, is when I, yeah. when I sounded like that, I've done my best to not sound like that since then. I uh, Kitty, I also did Squirrel. I also other shows. Oh, I, I also did uh, 
two weeks ago, I had my, um, or a week and a half ago, we had my uh, Gimme Metal DJ, guest DJ special for Ghost Cult Mag. And then the replay just came. I just happened to wake up one day and saw a notification about the replay. I wasn't intending to be in the chat for it. And I ended up listening to the whole show again. So I recorded the show, did it live with a live chat while I listened to it for the first time all put together. And then I listened to the replay and hung in the chat again, like it was like a, a, a first. And like, I didn't get sick of myself, which is unusual. <laughs> oh, I, I, I like me. I've got actually a pretty healthy opinion of myself. I just have low opinions of what everybody else thinks of me. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, one other, so beers out of the way, personal affirmations are out of the way. I finally got my turntable. Yay! Birthday. I just got it from the locker downstairs from the post office. So it finally came back ordered for eight weeks since my birth. My birthday was two months ago. Exactly. And I remember. I remember we talked about that. We. I was. Yeah, you helped like, me. I was like making dinner and we were talking. And uh, if we're going to talk about vinyl affirmations and turntables, I think I am downgrading my turntable back to the the head cartridge, the cartridge and stylus I took off because I can't seem to get the other one adjusted right. And after a year and a half of fighting with it, I think I'm done. Wow. All right. Well, sometimes we clutch victory from the jaws of defeat. Um, like I said, stuff that I have ordered is now arriving. I haven't. I did finally buy something new also, which I'll talk about in a second. I broke the fast. I should not have, but I also, I go to a show in person and the money just comes out. I want to support the bands, especially underground bands. Oh yeah. I want to give them everything. I want to bring them to my house and make them a meal, pour a beer down their face, give them my favorite shirt i want to help bands yeah so, I've had, when i've gone for interviews i've had bands try to buy me beers yeah i buy them beers i don't I'm like, no. like even though you're not supposed to i'm like you need a beer they're like no we got tickets yeah yeah, yeah. they knew okay. me but um, so, well, enjoy your tickets so i um i some vinyl are showing up that i had previously ordered um and then i went to go see kowloon wall city the uh sludge band from the bay area here at a place I had never been to, Bottom of the Hill, an infamous club, which was wonderful, beautiful, great bar, big selection of beers, not too unreasonably priced, fantastic sound and stage, plenty of space, crowded but not scary, crowded under COVID, cool bathroom. They let me leave my ghost cult knickknacks around, and that was cool. So I went to the show. Um, the middle band is a band I think you would really love, Psychic Hit. If you don't already know them, mm -hmm. you will love them. They are like super duper boogie retro 70s rock. Phenomenal band. Phenomenal, especially live. Um, like, and I, but like a better crowbot with a better singer. And I love that oh. dude. Brandon, I love that dude, actually. Love that dude. I just interviewed Bishop a couple of months ago. But imagine if Brandon... Just, just check out Psychic Hit. I'm not gonna. I don't usually do the punching down comparative thing, but like, yeah, Psychic Hit, also from Oakland, Kowloon, Walled City, from the Bay Area. Their new album, Piecework, is out now. Is actually the first song on my Gimme Metal show. And what I did with them is I bought the Psychic Hit LP. I bought on the opening act was a piano playing singer, and she had broken her ankle and still went and performed with a broken ankle, in a in a boot. Uh, to play piano, electric piano with pedals and a broken foot. Yay. And she had no merch and stuff with her because she just kind of rolled out of bed and did the show. And uh, during the show, the Calhoun Hall City frontman was like, everybody take your phone out right now. Go to bandcamp.com and buy this album for 10 bucks. She didn't have anything with her. She came up here with a broken foot. Opened the show at a matinee. A matinee. I haven't been to a matinee record release yeah. show any of those combinations of things in years not just because of the pandemic just matinees some very few and far between when i was in brooklyn more a boston thing but uh out here i guess they were things so uh matinee and then kowloon i you know sort of you know had met them once before on tour so i taught i chatted up the band i bought some of their vinyl i was like they don't have the new record yet in hand but i bought their last one um their last one's Oxygen Tent. And then they also had a split with uh, Shallow North Dakota, who's was a, a fundraiser for one of their guys that just died. And Ken Mode is another band I absolutely love, if you're not familiar with the 
Western Canada sludge meisters. And so, yeah, man. I do like I things out of Western Canada, though. I do. I bought three vinyls unexpectedly. Wasn't, I, uh, wasn't uh, probably advisable financially, but it's like I needed to support these bands beside my ticket. I went to my first club show in almost two years. No, oh. in two, first in two years last week. On Thursday of last week, a good friend of mine and I, the one of my absolute best friends, we all went to go see I Fight Dragons. Yes, how was that? At Red Flag, which is the first time I'd been to Red Flag because they Red Flag opened during the pandemic. Uh, former Fubar, which anybody who okay. knows about metal knows you that know name. the Fubar, yeah, because everybody plays there. And well, not anymore. So, no, they moved out. They moved a block over. Oh, okay. Into a much nicer place. And so the, the old place is now a new place. Right. The old do place they is compete? now Red Flag. Do no, they compete? No, okay. Fubar is gone. It is now a uh, dog grooming place, I believe. It's it's it is pink. It's no longer red. The red building is now red flag. Go with uh, uh, there's a record shop near, like literally next door to all this, and I skipped it. I I skipped it. Uh, I felt bad. I could not buy anything from I Fight Dragons this day because. Uh, but tomorrow, I'm probably gonna make this up for to somebody who doesn't need it nearly as much. I am going to go see KK's Priest. Yo! With, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not seeing KK's Priest. No. No, I'm seeing, I'm seeing uh, Blaze by himself. Ripper. I'm seeing Ripper by himself. Oh, Ripper solo. He yeah. might do some of those songs. His band is Yeah, usually, but KK's not going to. I got really excited. Yeah, when... I was like, he's in Europe. Like, yeah. If you, if you don't hear, K, K, if you don't hear Ripper talk about anything else besides music, good. He's with a microphone in his hand. The dude is golden. I prefer him to not speak on world affairs and give his opinion about things. But he is one of my favorite interviews. I've interviewed him multiple times, including with the three tremors. Hmm. I'm surprised that's actually not the tour that's coming. Is the three Maybe tremors? It, no, it is. It is that tour. I oh, so they have a brand Look, new I, album I, I you got, probably want to yeah. listen to. They're gonna do some covers, probably. I got and they a lot might of do, like text messages, so yeah, and they might do um, songs from their collective different bands, Cage and uh, Rippers, assorted things and uh, other things. So anyway, that's awesome. Give us a report next week. I love to do. Hear the uh, heavy metals. Also, very happy to say that my kid got the first vaccine shot. Yes, and for children. Is, yes, for children, which is why i felt comfortable going to my first club show in years because we're not going to bring something back to her which is why i feel comfortable going uh to the next club show in a place that i don't want to go to mm. but i know it Did... won't be that packed so it'll right. be better for sure oh yeah for sure <laughs> sorry you guys love that band uh it will not be that bad. um also real quick before we get into this week's uh just fuck awful record um let's i want to talk a little bit about uh you know this episode as anybody who's listening to it uh hopefully you are hung over and full of turkey still because this is going to drop the day after thanksgiving and i just want to talk about a couple of things that personally i am thankful for i am thankful that keefe has wednesday nights free to spend with me every week because i look forward to this and I listen to these albums. I know I sound really unprofessional and stupid half the time, but I've been drinking. So that's why. (laughs) And it's sometimes, and it's hard for me to, 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 like, especially for King's X and uh, some of this stuff, the the album coming forward, you know, sometimes I know I don't sound as verbose and urbane and witty and blah, blah, blah as I could, but I'm doing my best and hopefully people are listening. I am very thankful for anybody who has downloaded this podcast and decided to you know what let's get on this train at the last episode of the quiet riot series so please go back and start at the first quiet riot the and then move forward um Mm. i'll also jump in and just say like despite the horrificness associated with thanksgiving and the terribleness that we were taught in schools about the white man white savior complex saving the natives who were far more skilled and oh yeah Way you know <laughs> a, you know able to survive and whatever um growing up in my life 
Thanksgiving was always a good time because my family didn't fight. Like my parents hated each other most of my life when I had them at the same time. And that was just the day, I think they took a day off from cursing at each other and hating each other. And my mother made a spread and my father watched the football and chain smoked and didn't yell at us as much or, let, you know, at all. If there was a family around, it was always a lot of love. And I do count, you know, I want to say blessings, but I am thankful for some things. It has been a difficult time. Uh, a lot of peaks and valleys, some high highs and some low lows, and they're more coming always because that's the tenor of life. But I, I am thankful for you. I love this podcast. This is the most fun I have had on a podcast uh, doing anything with anybody. Um, oh, I will tell you, and I, I have not told anybody this. I have two tickets to Nick Mason in St. Louis. I'll see you there. If you are here. Is this February? Yes. February what? I don't remember. February. We'll make the plans. Uh, I mean, I have to, I have it'd, be, it'd be some kind of year if I saw you for Nick Mason and Roger Waters in the same if, year. It'd look, be worth I'm it. just saying I got a ticket. If you're here, you've got a ticket. All right, then. Well, you may you may be getting the train tickets out to. Uh, is that closer to you or is that also Kansas City? I can walk there. Oh, shit, then. Well, then I just, yeah. All right. Um, plans will be made. Um, and a much smaller venue. Small, 5,000 seater. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm down. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm grateful for this show. I'm grateful for anybody who listens. These are a lot of fun. Uh, this has been a challenging series for, oh my for God, Quiet it has. Riot. It has. We really, we were, re- we were really enthusiastic because of Bang Your Head. Oh, yeah, very health. much. And we have lived to regret every choice every choice all a bad choice but i will say that uh, overall despite the deluge of shittiness that's about to come out of our mouths oh yeah i still love this band and i will continue to love this band i i do too and that's what's so disappointing about this uh the first two quiet riot records are yacht rock bullshit whale vomit i mean don't Mm. you get about 18 to 30 seconds of kick-ass randy road shredding and, and these are the 70s records yeah. that are not released in america not metal health these are records most people have not heard should not hear randy rose's family does not want you to hear these records no, at all. they don't i there's nothing don't want you to them. hear them if you're listening to this because you love quiet riot I the record c- covers are pretty funny but they're also hard they're funny like you're laughing at them you're not really laughing you're with not them. laughing with them you're not um, in on the joke they're, the joke is them. That's the, You're in on the joke, and they're not. Uh, man, Metal Health is just this amazing seismic moment that really changed the world. If you really count how many albums made metal as a genre possible, if it's top five, this is number two or three. I agree. It's, you know, I'm... I'm it's, I'm not saying it's as good as, say, Number of the Beast or uh, Injustice for All or whatever, but it is more important than those three records. It, is- it could it could very well be, yes. Um, it, yeah, it's, we, we've, we've spent a lot of airtime expounding upon how vital a record it is, and it is. And sometimes a decent band can have one amazing, incredible record that shows up with a confluence of pop culture and good luck and timing and just a pen, you know, just the right moment at the right time and explode in the public consciousness and then still make epically shitty records to follow. Yeah, basically they had the magic bullet. I mean, <clears throat> they 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 shot the magic bullet on on metal health. And then they got their protractors out and tried to chisel down another bullet. To get it to turn left and at the ocean, but it didn't. And Almost. then they did. Then Second they did one's quiet. not terrible. It's not. It's terrible. just not great. It's just if, not great compared to the other one. But it's actually pretty good. Yes. If if metal health is or not metal health, condition critical is metal health redux. It's a carbon right. copy. They did the right. exact same thing, and it wasn't as good. Mm. And it's like if you take that two ply toilet paper and you just take off one ply and then hand it to somebody and be like, "Here you go." That's yeah, we're, not, we're, yeah, that's just, exactly. Where's what my it is. quilty goodness? If metal health had not come out, condition no. critical would be a good album. None nobody of these would have, things. Nobody would have heard it, but yeah. it would have been a good album. 
we're, look, we're talking ifs and buts. Okay, it's like the so, episode. Of, it's like the episode of Star Trek where Q says you can change anything in your life and you won't mess up the timeline. That's what this is. Right. So condition I, critical. We we did spend some time on, and it was good. It's fun. QR three is not Ooh. good. Three QR three. QR three. It's the epitome of what the hell happened. We ran out of shit to do and say. And if that's the case, take us into four because this shit is deserving of many more beers. Sorry, I got to. All the beers in the world are not going to make this thing sound like a passable no, record. No, this is. It's. I haven't figured out which one's worse. This one, the Quiet Riot one. <sighs> I, I like. I don't even count those records in comparison. But they exist. They're terrible on a whole different reason and level. But problem is, this is terrible after Metal Health and Condition Critical. I know, and, I know, I know. And it, also it's... were not good last record. So they didn't try to do better. They just made worse records. Yeah, they just did like, well, if that, if, look, if we tried, we tried really hard with Metal Health and we succeeded and we didn't try so hard and we still kind of succeeded. And then we tried a little bit and we failed. So let's just not even try it all and see what happens. That that's it's uh, yeah, again, I don't know. And again, you know, quite right, one and two also have that disappointment factor. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you know, we all think we're gonna unearth this amazing Randy Rhodes goodness. It's not there. But so then you have this thing, right? So we got to back it up. I believe if memory serves, we got to back up to Hawaii at the end of the QR3 tour where I imagine they were playing people's backyards and uh, muddy fields, not even the dry ones. You know, The dry ones were given to Survivor after nobody cared about Survivor anymore, whom I saw once at uh, the after party of an arena football game where they put a stage up on the arena football field and they wouldn't turn the music, they wouldn't turn the lights down for Survivor. So Survivor had to play in the light. I didn't like it. So here we are, QR3, whatever the hell that thing was, because I still haven't figured it out. I wish we were talking about Survivor right now and not this record. Holy shit. Uh, I'm not stalling. I had, I'm I had not to stalling. start and stop this record three times to get all the way through it. It was Okay, not, okay. I'm gonna. I I'm just gonna, couldn't. Truth time. Truth time. I said I was gonna listen to it again this evening. No, you could not have. And I went. You know what? Fuck that noise. I just no, don't no, need this. No. I, and I, it's I, okay. I, you know, nobody needs this in their life. So do I is got it. I got it, it twice. Right. I listened to this thing I, I, twice. I, I, yeah, I could. This is my journalistic integrity. My apologies. You have more than me. Being a little I bit couldn't. too drunk in the past. So no, it's fine. We're in Hawaii. Let me have my apologies, okay? Let me be contrite about nothing. That's the best kind of contrition, because it doesn't matter. Sure. Anywho, so they're in Hawaii, and they're just, they all just want to kind of want to kick Kevin in the junk. And what's the best thing you can do to kick somebody in the junk? Throw them out of their own band. Kevin hired every one of these guys. And he gets uh, a note under the door saying, "Eh, here's your plane ticket. See ya. So Kevin is tossed out of his own band. And at this point, you now we you, you got to decide, are there any original members? Aren't there? They say there's not. But I consider the Metal Health lineup to be the the, the real beginning. So it's you got two dudes. You got Carlos and you got Frankie. This is the Chuck's, the, the, this is the, the Chuck light switch. I think we're in the on position. Don't quote me on that because I can't. No, actually, no. Chuck uh, have, also left. And they got Sean McNabb, who's is all that right. Don, is that Donovan McNabb's younger brother? No relation to Donovan uh, Uncle? McNabb. Maybe I guess it his older uncle. brother or something. Yeah. yeah. No relation. Fair enough. No relation. I was thinking Randall Cunningham, wrong Eagles. Uh, don't bring up that guy. I love that guy. He used to kill the Giants. That Look, guy. Randall Cunningham is the only quarterback I know that got immortalized in a rhyme by the Bloodhound Gang. Yes. I know. So, um, besides, he... Uh, you know, back when they had the 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 big thing about two black shoes make you look faster on the field, he wore one black and one white shoe because he's like, you know, I'll show you guys. Mm. He still ran for a thousand yards. As a I once saw him. Check this out, just random. I once watched Randall Cunningham punt a ninety-nine yard punt, run for a. 
35 yard touchdown and throw for 400 yards in the same game against the Giants. And and the touchdown run is the one you always see where he gets hit at the five yard line and he's so fucking tall that he's somersaulted into the fucking end zone. Okay, like okay, okay. Look, I know I've done it too, and now you're doing it. We're stalling. Yeah, I know. All right. Dubrow is fired. Let's just start there. Dubrow is fired from the band because he was partying too much. Frankie had sobered up, apparently, a little, a little, and decided sober for the like strip. sober for the strip and decided, like, I can't do this anymore. And Kevin admittedly didn't start partying at all. He was always straight edge, like, very sober. Till he was 28, and that's about when the band got big. So he really tried to literally make up for lost time physically. Uh, could have contributed to his early demise. I'm not sure. Uh, this is another album again. Oh, on he, he, Records. he died of an overdose. Yeah, an accidental overdose. But what, yeah, like, no. I'll get into how. Like I watched, I just watched the documentary. We're gonna go out on a good note. With this band. I tried, I tried, but I didn't. I, I was using my phone in a doctor's office, so it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, it's. Not on for it's not really for free online. You can see segments of it. I rented it. I didn't give a shit. It was good watching it. I'll watch it probably a bit more time. Um, so Kevin is out. They're still with Pasha CBS. Proffer is still producing. Should have gone away from him after two records, not done four. And who they bring in to replace Kevin. And as we had said in the last record, Kevin really is quiet, right? Not just vocally, not just that he's an upper echelon singer. Not just that he's an incredible live performer, he is Quiet Riot. So he's stripped from the band because they felt like they had to get someone else. And he, he was starting to suck the, live. He's the soul of that. He was always yeah. the soul of that band. Yeah, well, till later. But he did have to, um, he was starting to suffer live. And at that point, that's, you know, to Frankie, who's like a disciple of Kiss, it's got to be perfect. It was unforgivable to him. So... If you're not familiar with the band Rough Cut, imagine ACDC with no good songs and no really good singer. So ACDC post-1985. Rough Cut is, is a Sorry. marginal fourth-tier hair metal band. Shortino's a good vocalist in general. I don't care for him anymore today. Uh, don't care about his wild theories about the vaccine and the virus and all these things. Shut the fuck up, dude. You don't know shit about shit. Just be quiet and yell into a microphone. It's all you're good at. And not even based on this record. So Rough Cut's an okay <laughs> band. Rough Cut's an okay, decent band with a couple of songs people might know. K-Tells, hair metal of the 80s. They had a couple of songs on that. And so he comes in. He's much more professional. He's not a druggie as much as bro. He comes in, he does his thing. They write this record. And on the plus side, it doesn't sound like any of their other records. On the bottom side, it doesn't sound like any of their other records in a remotely good way. And no, it, it sounds like the the ones that nobody else that nobody in that band had anything to do with, actually. Well, it's it's like 1988 hair metal and glam rock. So it's, like, it's got it's like, like the white vocal snake. production of White Snake. It's trying to be White Snake. Here I go again. It's trying oh, yeah. to be OU812. It's trying to be, you know, it's trying Black to Jack. be the albums. That, but it's trying to be Jackal. Maybe it's a little too early for Jackal. It's trying it, to be those bands. It reminds me so much of of the first, of the, the album, again, one and two from Japan. And it reminds me a lot of Blackjack, the Bruce Kulick, Michael Bolton vehicle. It's very pop rock without yes. an edge. So the no songs edge. are super Zero. neutered. Shortino has a completely different voice than Dubrow. So that edge is gone. So like, let's say if Dubrow had to sing these songs, there would be some bite to them. And you could at least be like, oh, you know, it could have been a little bit better if you could imagine Kevin singing this. If you had gotten Kevin on a good day to record these, not any of the days from Quiet Riot 3, you, you, you would have something. Yeah, they brought in some additional people to write and play. There's a keyboard player on here. Trevor Rabin wrote a song with them, unbelievably, from from Yes at the time. And uh, I don't even want to do the track by track on this unless you really make it, because this is shit is terrible. There's two songs on here that I semi-liked. Wow. So for the, you, 
this was not a giant shit sandwich start to finish. You got one chance to rinse your mouth out for a minute. I didn't get that. This whole album, I mean, I, I know musical opinion is taste. I know all that. I get that. But I'm going to quote my good friend Duncan. There is no reason for this record to exist. There is oh, is no... this is this that record? No, he said that about Condition Critical. Oh yeah, I'm okay. saying it about this one. You're saying Condition, okay, gonna... Condition Critical had reason to exist. The follow-up money. This is just I don't know. I mean, again, if you take White Snake, make him, but get him drunk, get him like drunk on on opiates before you send him in the on stage, and then get somebody angry on Quaaludes. It it this just. And then make it all glittery, glittery and sparkly, like they were trying to get into, you know, get a get a remix into Studio Fifty Four, and you've got a good idea of what this record sounds like. It sounds like nothing that should ever be heard. And go back to this era. This is the height of White Snake, all over MTV with iconic songs, and even the deep cuts are great. Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction, not a hit yet, but it's out by now and it's fucking amazing. This is when David Lee Roth becomes a super mega solo star with Eat Him yeah, and Smile. David Lee Roth eclipses Van Halen for me by a mile. Oh, that's a great record. Death Leopard Hysteria was the tape of 1987. Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet went for years before they came up with the next one. Like, They're about to drop. No, New Jersey's out at this point, I think. Is this 87 or 88? This is 88, but I don't think New Jersey is out right now. I thought, I'm pretty I sure. I think New it was late out. in the year. I'm pretty, I want to say Slippery came out in 86. Yeah, for sure. So um, we're at the height, we're, we're at the absolute zenith of this genre. And not this, this band. No, not this that band. That helped put it on the map. Not this band. No, not this band. This band is, is throwing up in the corner. Um, <laughs> While everybody else is surfing, surfing down giant waves of cocaine, money, booze, and ladies, and these guys are are, are eating bologna on hand, to quote Scott Ian. I uh, stand corrected. Bon Jovi's New Jersey came out on September nineteenth, nineteen eighty eight. This album came out October twenty first, and I wish it never did. Okay, so it came out the same the same month. weekend, basically. within a, within a month. Not so like not a month apart. So, so far enough apart where it doesn't matter to speak of, but. You know, but yeah, but you've got, and when I say the zenith of the genre, I don't mean this is the moment where it all starts to go to hell. This is the moment where if you're a hair metal band, you have figured out the formula. You've got your, your club hair, your arena hair, your stadium hair, to quote Great White, I believe, on that one. You've got Cinderella blowing the world up. I never much cared for Crew. them personally, but they're quality tunes. Great songs. Crew. Oh, hate yeah. them or love them crew was unstoppable at this time they're just about to and drop. feel good didn't come out yet yeah they're just about to drop feel good when they blow the crap out of everything probably their best record yeah, yeah. and then you have quiet riot going dude yacht rock man but if david coverdale was singing it but he couldn't sing as well how are we feeling it's it's just not good um Paul didn't last long. Shouldn't last. He should. They, he should not have lasted an afternoon. Yeah, and what's interesting to note is in the future, because of the way music is now, every iteration of the band after, including when Dubrow came back, he had to like re-audition to get back in later on, which he did, because he needed to be able to do his classics. Could you do the class? Can you get in the room with us and do the classics? You're not just automatically back in. Can you still sing? And apparently when he came back in, he was like, oh, I, um, you know, I don't do drugs anymore, which was definitely not true. But uh, so yeah, the, the album fizzles. And I think it's the end for Carlos at this time, because he's just like, well, fuck this. And um, the band kind of breaks up. Yeah, we're next... done. We're done with the cycle, and we're not going to talk about the rest of the records in any kind of depth. And we're not going to do a track by track. I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, no, Carlos is on the next one. Is he? Okay. Yeah, but the next one is until '93. So... Right. They they do so. Like our run is done. 
mostly, but I do want to bookend this with a few other points, which is they do get Dubrow back for quite a good run, at least live. Um, Terrified was the next record in 93. Came out at the height of grunge and really nobody cared. Um, No, I didn't. I mean, I never. And again, with the small faces covers and the free covers, it's like this is a band that should never do covers in the first place other than the couple you know them for okay now i'm kind of now i'm curious as to what's on here well i'm looking at the cover and the cover looks like a, a 90s it looked no it looks like a 90s parody of a quiet oh. riot cover yeah um then they against the will of the family put out like the lost demo tapes the what Randy is that i, I i've years. heard it and i don't remember it uh, they they got around it because it wasn't. Uh, oh wait, there's a little bit from okay. Uh, Trouble is actually from Quiet Riot too. Yeah, then that they, might they, be worth listening to. They've got a couple of songs from Quiet Riot too. Some previously unreleased stuff, and then like some a couple from Quiet Riot one, and then a couple of like different versions of things and. Uh, Kevin is actually credited as the Wawa player on this record, which is the best part about it because Randy did not own a Wawa, but wanted to have had a Wawa. So Kevin hooked up the speaker, hooked up the tape deck to go into a Wawa and then into Carlos's Marshall, and he ran a Wawa on it. And so that's that's how that happened. Yeah, their next string of records are all also not good, but they're not terrible. They still became a decent live band again. Um, you know, I I do give them credit for trying the fucking soldier on. Um, there's a live album in there somewhere. There's like covers. I don't know why a whole covers record. There's a covers um, record. Oh my god! I think there's a covers record. And you know they did a very a record you want to seek out, which is the final uh, record with Dubrow before he died. The next year is this record rehab because it do, it's actually an attempt to recast the band in a more modern rock sound, and it's very well produced. And I remember it being solid. I have not listened to it in a long time, but I remember when it came out and being curious about it. And it does have Carvazzo, Dupro, and Sarzo, and Benavi. So that is the classic, to me, if you throw in Chuck Wright for a song or two, the classic lineup. Um, and then Dubro dies. And again, I just watched this. So if you got $4 and burning a hole in your pocket, I highly recommend renting Quiet Riot. Well, now you're here, there's no way back. The documentary on YouTube, which I just watched, and, and what I didn't know, and I learned this today, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's actually a documentary of Quiet Riot from 2015. Yes. Not And just 2015. Yeah, just like getting the band back together and Frankie processing his grief with, it, it does cover their whole career actually a little bit and uh, does give a history. And Frankie is very embittered about Kevin. Kevin, so so just to be clear, Kevin did not party in Las Vegas and die. He was doing his usual, I'm going to bump a line and drink a Jack and Coke. And he just kind of laid down on his bed and dropped dead. And apparently the doctor, who's a friend of the band, who came in and is like, there's a thing. I can't remember the medical name for this. But when you get over a certain age, it's 50. Your body loses the ability to balance the different drugs and alcohol. So you should stick to one. If you're going to do cocaine, do the cocaine. If you're going to do the alcohol, do a bunch of alcohol. Don't mix them because your body's going to be like, nope, and shut down. And that's exactly what happened. He literally probably just sat on the edge of his bed high, passed the fuck out. They had to kick his door down basically to get to him. He was already bloated. He was dead for like five days. There was a cat laying on the bed next to him sad um, because cats like dead people. And um that's your fate. They're going to clawing oh, your God. eyes out, but um, and eating your entrails. But um, Frankie hey, had a lot of you know. Frankie I didn't know we were. Peace. I didn't know we jumped into the yeah. Guar we, train. Here. We 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 bring this final recording to you the week of the celebration of life for Frankie. 
So Kevin was the sound of the band. Frankie was the was really the soul of the band, the second half of their career, especially with Kevin in and out. He was the and, heart of I, heart of the band because you know TikTok, TikTok. But. Yes. Um, however, however, whatever cliche you want. He use. kept them going. He ran their affairs. Everything kind of ran through Frankie Town for decisions. The documentary covers their attempt to audition a variety of singers, including this Mark Huff guy who is fucking good sounding, but abysmal as a front man. Sloppy, couldn't remember words to their most important songs. Is not good, could not handle just being, I don't know why they chose him. Um, there's also a really fantastic, the last couple of records, I don't really particularly like Jizzy Pearl uh at all I hate that as a name. singer that is the worst stage he name is the ever. worst stage name ever of course um there so that's their current record is hollywood cowboys from 2019 and jizzy is in the band but the record the that about, I, the thing about that album not that I, I i didn't listen to it extensively but it's amazing how much like classic quiet riot it sounds like yeah he sounds like kevin like he came along after kevin he's a kevin disciple devotee uh, yeah he's a yeah so like it sounds like classic quite right but the record that i really like and is the record that i like that's the band they should have kept is the record before jizzy came in with james durbin who i've interviewed james durbin's a humongous metal fan he's an incredible voice he's not a poser he's a real metal dude i i we talked for like an hour about the history of metal and little nuances about metal oh. singing this American the, Idol, James Durbin. This is Road Rage. This, this is record's the one I was talking about. Not, this you is know, Jizzy one. Pearl sucks, and that record's not good. Road Rage is actually a pretty good record. They had actually completely required, like, fully recorded this record. They did it at Anthrax. They did a whole record with another guy, uh, or an Exodus, or Megadeth. They did a whole record with somebody else, kicked that guy out, and took his tracks off as to not pay him. And they got in Durbin, who they probably paid a lot of money for, because that dude's fucking famous, you know, gajillions of fans. And it's a pretty great record. So this lineup of Durbin, Alex Grossi, who's been in the band for, you know, whatever, a decade or more, 15 years, Chuck Wright, In-N-Out, Chuck Wright, In-N-Out Burger, and Frankie, this record's fantastic. And I would say if you're going to discover a non-Dubrow record that holds up, it's this one. And then for whatever reason, I think they just had different goals and James wasn't going to like, you know, whatever. Well, if he's, a, if he's an American Idol guy, he's never going to live... But he yeah. also did a DIY metal record during the pandemic by himself. Yeah, but he's, he not gonna, himself. he's not going to live in that, you know, fourth tier club shadow. Yeah, well, I think also like he wanted to also do his own music with the band and they're right. not going to learn his stuff. I mean, this is the same band that in 2019, I want to say, played a venue that also will host your wedding in Springfield, Illinois. Mm. Yeah. I get it. They've done stuff like that. I, I will mean, say, like, they, there's a joke about them in the documentary that made fun of them because this is Simpsons joke about Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot's in the Simpsons, by the way. And they're like, this band has played like every state fair in America. And Frankie goes, yo, you have no idea how well those things pay. You would not say no to a state <laughs> fair. They pay a lot of money. And they did get back to being a touring unit. And I think Frankie feels cheated because he and DeBro joked about being like old men on stage with walkers. So he's really, he sadly went to his passing. And as I said, we're recording this, the celebration of life for Frankie that was delayed because of the pandemic was this week, Monday. And they had, uh, so he wanted the same funeral Jimmy Bain got and Dio got and somewhat of the one that Lemmy had actually, because that's his crew, his crowd. And so he had a, a party at the Rainbow where there's now a bust of him that looks pretty good. It kind of looks like the bust from the Lionel Richie video, Hello, that the blind sculptress makes of him. Okay. It looks like that. It's kind of weird. Um, if I could go back real quick to your point about the county fairs. Here in St. Louis, you know, we, we laugh, you know, we look down on that kind of thing. Yet we have a county fair here. It's called you know, fair there's some motherfuckers for a big city. I don't know. Sorry. It's called, it's called, yeah. You come. Yeah. Okay. 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 Keefy. Keefy. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you where you, you can go yell that out when you come to town. Yeah. When I go there. Anywho, um, the, what we Nelly. Okay. Nelly is not nearly as, as rough and tumble as you might think. I am he well aware. To, he went to private school. He didn't even live in. band aid. He's not even from St. Louis. 
He's from the suburbs. He's from the cushy white. So he's the Bob Ritchie of St. Louis rappers. Oh, yeah, totally is. Hot in Here is an all-time classic, especially the video. I love the video. I liked it when he sang about St. Louis because I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, Delmar Kings Highway. I know where that Just is. Just asses. The video is incredible. Okay. Um, and where was... Oh, yeah. So we... we. I mean, we get people like Ringo and Lita Ford. And I mean, um, really significantly large people playing at our county fair. We just don't think of it as a county fair. But it, it's a county fair. So, um, Party at the Rainbow for Frankie's memory. Um, bunch of Eddie Trunk hosted bunch of rockers show up and play QR songs. Not that, not these terrible albums, but the good shit. And then he's buried at uh, Hollywood Forever. Just made Nick almost choke to death on his beer. Um, and so he's buried at Hollywood Forever with Lemmy and Marilyn Monroe and people like that. And it is a, it is sad. He was a good guy. He was well loved in the community. And he felt cheated. He really felt cheated. He had that big, big success and they could never get back to it. But they did very well on the circuit. And shame the shame of Dubrow is the year before he died, they went on the road, they slayed. He was in the best shape of his life physically. He sang well. The documentary shows video of him killing it live, having him being interviewed while he was still alive. And he looked good and he sounded good. And it's a shame he got robbed. Of his life, and then Dubro, uh, Dubro gets robbed of his life, and then Frankie gets you know horrible cancer that's you know hard to cure and a million. Yeah, he, he when he came out with it with his diagnosis, it wasn't like right away. It was yeah, into I'm, it. I've been battling with this issue for a while. I think that's how the statement started. Also for Frankie, like I'm I don't do well at processing death. There's been a lot of death around me in the last couple of years and, and even the last couple of months. Same. Frankie's Frankie lost his mom, Dubrow, and his first wife all at the same time, literally a few months apart, each of them. And this is a guy who never recovered from the death of his dad when he was like 21. So just what that does to a person's psyche, I can't uh, even imagine the pain he went in. And he yeah. did get... Remarried, I get that. He had a new partner and his daughter is an adult now, but just heartbreaking. Last year, last year I lost, within the span of seven months, I lost my stepfather, my mother, a friend was murdered, and my father-in-law died Horrible. on my birthday. So, and I'm still, I, I may seem well put together, but I am still really struggling with a lot. Yeah, of so, yeah. I mean, if I were Frankie... I probably would have done the exact same thing that he did. Just get out on the road and just go belt it out and take my pain out on everybody that works for me. Let me let me ask you a question now. This is the controversial this is the controversial part of the documentary. Um which is that when Dubrow died and Frankie was overwrought with grief, he declared Quiet Riot dead. He put out a press release that said, Quiet Riot is gone and done forever and we're never coming back. No more Quiet Riot after Dubrow. And then basically three years later, they were honoring Kevin in Vegas, his adopted home. And Frankie got up and played with Glenn Hughes on vocals, which was pretty good. Glenn Hughes, Kevin, and Frankie were like the three amigos. They were very close dudes together. Like Glenn moved to Vegas to hang out with Kevin all the time. And so I'm going to ask you if a band says they're never coming back ever again, and then they do, Motley Crue, we're looking at you now. Like, do you give them shit for it or do you allow them to have their career back? It depends upon the situation. When, because Quiet Riot didn't go out on a farewell tour. And I think that's really the situation. You know, how many bands have gone out on farewell tours and held fast. Uh, Kiss is presently on their second. Motley Crue is about to break their legal agreement with whoever the fuck is the other signee. Uh, signatory, I don't know. And so each other. So they got to pay each other fifty grand. Well, they're they're gonna they're gonna get that on the first. They blew up the lockbox. The contract was in. Yeah, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna get that money back in the first half of the first row of the first show. So. <sighs> And I, I give them shit if 
they went out on a milker. If you go out on a milker and you milk the fans and then bilk the fans on the way in and out, and you're like, oh, the car wash guy. I went to get my car washed and the guy said, bring Kiss back. Yeah, it's going to rub me the wrong way. If, especially if it's not a significant amount of time, Kiss definitely looking at you. Uh, Aerosmith, not Aerosmith, um, you know, Molly Crew, I mean, they, they, they held off for a bit, at least. Not five years, not even that really long. The time. Was it five years? Now it's longer because of the pandemic, but at the oh. time they announced the comeback in 2019, at the end of the year, it, it was five years. I think that's a record, though. Saints of Los Angeles, which oh, is God, okay. That was, uh... Not, yeah. Well, the one song that was written by like Dell James is pretty good. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, first of all, like, if crew comes back and they're not even as good as they were at their best in which isn't that last, which is you know again live, like they're gonna really embarrass themselves if Vince can't hold up for at least most of the tour. Which I really right now it's not looking good. And I'm well, not, I, uh, I'm rooting I've, for him as a person, but like is very doubtful he's gonna be able to do it. I've seen little bits of what he's had going on in the past year and a half, and. Oh, he sounded a little better at the show. He fell down and broke his rib at. I'm really trying not to pile on here. Um, I'm not piling on. I'm just I'm giving my legitimate. He fell down opinion. and broke his ribs, which is just fucking sad. But like he did actually look a little thinner and sing a little better. But can, can I don't. He girls, was never a good singer in the first place. Yeah, can they get the girls from the the Doctor Feelgood tour to? sing behind him all the time i mean i'm sure but like that's not good enough like he's not good enough to do no, this he's not and they almost need to get rid of him and get a new singer but even is is mick mars good enough i mean that dude's was like near de death 30 years ago and he's still just kind of like not they're, dead he's they're gonna roll him out there on the hannibal lecter card oh yeah wheel him off and let It'll him play be, guitar. just straight up spinal tap do the pod sequence Except, you know, move the pot around him. He's there. Yeah. Which back. is too bad because crew is great live. I've seen them not vote, not music, not like vocally, orally, but like musically. <laughs> not orally. <laughs> musically. A-U-R-R-A-L, whatever. They are not good sounding, but like. They don't sound good live, but Tommy, are great. Tom, yeah, the, that's, I mean, that's the truth. They don't sound great live and the concerts are great. When Kiss is on their game, Scab Kiss included, they do sound great, and the concerts are great, but, like, that's not every day. As they get older, as, you know, Paul, you know, I think the Kiss board, has all this not sounded good in Paul. 15 years. Well, Paul, Paul was carrying years. them for a long time, and that's what's apparent now, because he's not what he once was, and that's a problem. But anyway, Quiet Riot, I want to go out on a positive note, which is to say that this video, this documentary put me in a good space about them. I do feel terrible that Frankie has passed and I do feel like they should not be forgotten. How do you feel about you know, Frankie's dying wish was that quiet, right? Never break up, it always continue. I have no issue with that. And I mean, right now we're, frankly, that's a bigger question than I think what you asked, which is great because we still got to fill up some time where we're not at the normal level oh i don't like i knew it was like this is just i didn't even want to talk about this record yeah it's i mean just, we completely eschewed that record we so bad let's move past it, it. sucks so, so bad. we gotta we, we gotta, gotta we gotta fill do yourself a favor in the sound of our voices and never listen to quiet riot four or three for that look matter. really all you need is oh my god metal health metal health and if you're <laughs> if kid is on the escalator again oh, i have been to that mall i went to that mall on purpose and That's i great. had my website too about going to that mall linked on viewersq.com. This is back when the internet was not what it is now. Anywho, not the point. Um, so the idea of them continuing, we're, we're at a point in music history. You know, again, we go back to that scene in Untitled, not in Almost Famous, because this is the extra long cut. Do you think Mick Jagger's going to be up there shaking his hips when he's 50? I mean, nobody envisioned this. So we've got... <laughs> Yeah. I did a back-to-back -back last night of Almost Famous. I was pretty depressed, and I did a back-to-back -back last night of uh, Almost Famous and Singles. Then I was trying to find, like, another Cameron Crowe movie worth watching, and I absolutely couldn't find one. So I was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to. <laughs> As Nick uses the cat's paw to wave to me. Um, I, uh, 
yeah, I really love Almost Famous. Anybody listening to this podcast knows. And then I watch singles because I just can't get enough of uh, grunge. But my uh, wife I, is going out of town this week, and I'm probably going to toss on Almost Famous. If, yeah, oh, should. crap. It's packed. It's at the new house. Motherfucker. Well, so I'm not putting on Untitled this weekend while my wife is out of town. Yeah. Shit. Uh, I'm not doing that. That feels stupid. It's free on Amazon Prime. Although I'm going to be. Amazon Prime. Oh, it is? Yeah, oh, I watched it on Amazon Prime. All right, all right. Anywho, so we're we're living in this era where we're getting rock musicians that are like eight hundred, and on top of that, we're also getting. Can you name a major recording act besides Quiet Riot continuing without any legitimate original members of any stripe, without any original or classic members? Foreigner. Okay. Well. Foreigner is currently touring with no original, with neither original nor classic members. Everybody in that band joined that band after the aughts. Every now and again, you get the old dude out there for a tour, comes out for a couple tunes. Well, the first time I saw him, he played the whole show. You know, you have Chicago who has eighteen hundred people in the band. They got like three dudes. They still have some, like core dude, four core dudes out of the nineteen. I don't think it's four. They I did just lose. Two. They just well. Here's the thing. I again, Chicago is like a unicorn band for me. I haven't seen, and I obsessively love the early Chicago stuff. I will Chicago say, stuff. I saw them do Chicago too because my wife wanted to go, and she's like, "Can we leave? This 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 record sucks." And it, it does. But after they got through that record, they did other things. But the Chicago hits, yeah, apparently so. only does like triple records, so it took forever to get there. But once <laughs> they got there, it was great. However, yeah. they don't have, you know, any, most of the classic lineup is gone, but they still sound like the classic lineups. Like, right. They did just lose Chef, who was like the, Jason Chef, who was like the replacement for Cetera. So for oh, 25 yeah. years, they had the guy who came in after Peter Cetera to sound like Peter Cetera. And he, he sounded... And he sounds exactly like Peter Cetera. And he's a better bass player than Peter Cetera, by the way. And that dude just quit the band and went solo for the final week, even though he's had oh, solo records. So history, history repeats itself. History repeats itself. I'm I'm departing Chicago after 25 years. It's time for me to do something else. Do you know that I interviewed Bill Champlain not too long ago? No. Did you know he, Peter Cetera played with Roger Waters? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Peter Cetera is on the wall. Actually, and his brother as as backup singers, as uncredited backup singers, because they were. Well, like, he tour. He did the uh, yeah. the chaos tour. Yeah, Ezrin loves him too. So I think he did one of his his first solo albums. Is produced by Bob Ezrin. Weird. Well, Just on, weird that, and on the chaos tour before Roger came out, they allowed Peter Cetera to sing "Tempted by the Fruit of Another." That's incredible. And you know what they should not have Please? done? What that, that cover sounds bizarre. He he played it, and then Roger came out. Oh my god. It's like the worst like, opening act ever. I mean, really. Um sorry. What, what are our final thoughts on Quiet final Riot? Thoughts Overall. On Quiet Riot is Jay's taking his jacket off, folks. It's about to be a street fight. Getting warm, getting uh pulling the uh the Steve Vai ready to throw down some some cutting. I'm ready to cut some heads. Uh Ralph Macchio look the fuck out. Um fun fact, Ralph Macchio is now older than Pat Morita from Karate Kid. Oh, that makes me sad. I guess there's a lot of memes going around this week about like Wilford Brimley in Cocoon, who looked like 80 when he was 52. And like, who are the people who are past the Brimley line of looking Paul younger? Rudd. Paul Rudd was the first one. And fucking like, you, you would be shocked at some of these. Like, Goldie Hawn, other than the plastic surgery, doesn't appreciably look much different than she did 25 years ago. Just kind of a little more injected. We're, we're seeing a lot, I think, of aging 80s superstars of all stripes, oh, where man, had just... they not gotten the surgery, they'd look so much better now. Yeah, and I will I will protect the innocent, but there's definitely a couple of current rock and metal artists who have had like... Okay, okay, okay. Now we're getting catty. Let's not get catty. Not, no, it's not good. Back to Quiet Riot. Quiet Final Riot. thoughts on Quiet, Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot is an amazing, indelible part of not just the metal tapestry, but my personal tapestry, bringing it back to the Star Trek episode called Tapestry. Um, if you pull Quiet Riot out of that, my personal musical trajectory, if I just missed it or if I didn't like Bang Your Head, my personal trajectory changes significantly. And metal health, it's my favorite hair metal record. 
I dropped 15 bucks on an original vinyl copy of it. And I have not regretted that for a second. I've, you know, listened to it a bunch of times. Quiet Riot was an amazing band. They were a Phoenix. They were a shooting star. Their moment of glory was fleeting. But it's, it's, it's like my man Kurt Cobain said, quoting my man Joe Elliott, it's better to burn out than fade away. I think Joe Elliott was quoting Neil Young. Oh, but okay. okay. I don't know. I, who was quoting Dylan? Who was quoting Dylan Thomas? Who was quoting? Um, Fair enough. You're right. You're right. It's the fact that they existed at all was improbable. And again, metal health. You don't have to like hair metal or glam metal, but I'm certain that the like suicidal, depressive black metal band you like that I don't, or the earthy doom band with psychedelic lights, or the retro power metal band that you love that worships Halloween. All these bands would not exist today in a genre that would allow them to make money for fun, let alone for real in some cases, if not for the breakthrough of Quiet Riot. And Kevin Debro, I know we've said it about 38 times, but let's go ahead and say it, you know, let's go say it one more time, 38 in a row. Kevin Debro was the most undersung undersung undersold that's not the word i don't want to say underrated because i've used that too many times unsung unsung he is the most unsung metal vocalist who has significant legitimate talent david vincent carrie carrie or tom Mariah, love you guys but let's be realistic you know you, you don't rate in terms of vocal prowess uh max cavalera also looking at you love you though chaos id chaos ad classic fucking record however anybody could have done that but not the, I mean, if you don't, if you don't believe me, listen to the live record they put out 15 years later. It's not Max. Sounds great. It's fine. Anywho, where was I going? Oh yeah. So this was a band full of amazing talent. This was a band that had to replace Randy Rhodes. This was a band that, as D. Snyder put it, opened the door for everyone. And they made some really great music and some really terrible stuff. I mean, just awful. You know, whenever every band puts out a, a, a clunker, a dud, I mean, Metallica has St. Anger, probably the Load Records. Iron Maiden has No Prayer for the Dying. Black Sabbath has everything after Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. <laughs> and, then, oh. and then a lot of stuff with Tony Martin. But, but none of those records were as bad as Quiet Riot 4. Because every one of the bad Metallica records, we could sit there and go through. Every one of the bad Iron Maiden records, we could go through. We could sit there and we could say, this is not great. It's got its moments. But when we got to Quiet Riot 4, you just said, fuck it. I'm not doing it. I'm, we're not doing this. It's too awful. I did listen. I did listen to it. You I listened to it and you said, I was, can't talk about this. I can't this. It's too really... Bad. So that's, I can't do it like that. I hope this is the only time we have one of these. I don't enjoy this shit. I do love that band and what they gave metal. I do love the hits. I do love metal health as a record. And I love Rudy Sarzo as a hero of mine on the bass. And, you know, like Carlos is mad underrated. And Frankie was a sweet guy and a hell of a brutal drummer, man. For classic, they were you know, all, hard rock. They were an extraordinarily talented bunch. Chuck they is wrote still talented. Gross wrote some great songs they, they had some big hits and big misses they essentially were spinal tap if they was, literally are spinal tap if there was any one band that's not british well it doesn't matter it, it, really does that matter it doesn't matter yeah. the only thing that was british about them besides the accents was their manager was a, was knighted no yes. i'm sorry their label owner was knighted sir mm -hmm. dennis eaton hogg other than that it, it, it didn't matter so they, you know, they go from playing the major, you know, the megalodomes to being hated to playing places where they have weddings. I mean, it, yeah, it, so it, it's fun to look back on that and it's fun to giggle, but it's only fun because of where they started. If they were, you know, if they were a crap band all the way through, it wouldn't be fun. That's also true. I'm glad we had, 
I'm sorry we have to do these last two records. We probably should have just been like, you know what? One episode's enough. Um, maybe in the future, we'll quality assurance some of this shit first and be like, you know what? We don't need to do four of these. Um, however, now that that's over and the Band-Aid is ripped off, take us into next the next series because this okay. is, I'm super excited about this, as are you. Next week, we are starting a new series. And I can only phrase it one way. And now for something completely different. It's. You were supposed to pick up there. Oh, sorry, Monty Python. Flying Circus. Yes, the Flying Circus. Not the movies, not not the the shows. The albums. The albums. Which is bizarre right off the bat, but it's gonna be great. I have not listened to these records probably i have them on vinyl you have them all i haven't listened to any of them in decades and i'm i need a laugh like the uh, you know the desert misses the rain like i need a laugh in my life right now so i'm really looking forward to this we're gonna dive in hard we might do the full four episodes i think we kind of have to uh it, it all depends upon if you want to do the movie records as well of course we are like how can we not oh we're doing the movie record and then we need to watch the movies maybe i don't know no 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 because for me and i I am the only person i know like this and i'm this is gonna be the last thing i say before we wrap this up Mm because we'll save next week for next week Mm -hmm. unless you want to start now we can start Mm -hmm. a new session anywho i don't have enough beer so i didn't start monty python with a movie or the show, a friend of mine copied Monty Python's final ripoff for me on cassette tape. I taped over my Slayer bootlegs, called them bootlegs, but they weren't bootlegs. No, wait, no, I got that backwards. I put, I, I, I taped over Monty Python with Slayer. Didn't have any money for, for blank tapes, but I listened to Monty Python's final ripoff, which was a double CD, double cassette tape every night for like six months. And that was how I got to got to know Monty Python. So the idea of going back and listening to only the records is hysterical to me. It was a different time. You couldn't stream a show. I'm oh, I'm I'm stopping. I, I I'm done. Hold that thought. Let's pick it up next week. We'll do. We bid adieu to Quiet Riot, and. Uh... Last thing on Quiet Riot, thank you for existing. Thank you for your gifts. Uh, You could have done better, though. Don't do anything else. Correct. And that is the Glacier Musical Podcast. Does not play in Peoria.